Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the 16th day of January. That means we are halfway through this month. And January tends to be the longest year of the year. (laughs) It can feel like a year. It's a month, of course. But it's a really long one. So we're more than halfway there. That's good news. So grateful for this time together in the Word. We are back in the book of Genesis. We were just introduced to Abram and Sarai uh, before we paused and jumped over to Job. Job, and side note, Job, as best as scholars and historians can tell, is the oldest book of the Bible. Comes as a bit of a surprise when I learned that. But anyways, we are back in the book of Genesis Abram and Sarai picking right back up there. And this week we're reading the Christian Standard Bible. Today we're reading Genesis chapters 12 through 15. Genesis 12. The Lord said to Abram, Go from your land, your relatives, and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse anyone who treats you with contempt, and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the site of Shechem at the Oak of Morah. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring, I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there, he moved onto the hill country east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. He built an altar to the Lord there and he called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram journeyed by stages to the Negev. There was a famine in the land, so Abram went down to Egypt to stay there for a while, because the famine in the land was severe. When he was about to enter Egypt, he said to his wife Sarai, Look, I know what a beautiful woman you are. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife. They will kill me, but let you live. Please say, you're my sister, so it will go well for me because of you, and my life will be spared on your account. When Abram entered Egypt, the Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful. Pharaoh's officials saw her and praised her to Pharaoh, so the woman was taken to Pharaoh's household. He treated Abram well because of her, and Abram acquired flocks and herds, male and female donkeys, male and female slaves, and camels. But the Lord struck Pharaoh and his household with severe plagues because of Abram's wife, Sarai. So Pharaoh sent for Abram and said, What have you done to me? Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she's my sister so that I took her as my wife? Now here is your wife. Take her and go. Then Pharaoh gave his men orders about him, and they sent him away with his wife and all he had. Abram went up from Egypt to the Negev, he, his wife, and all he had, and Lot with him. 
Abram was very rich in livestock, silver, and gold. He went by stages from the Negev to Bethel, to the place between Bethel and Ai, where his tent had formerly been, to the site where he had built the altar. And Abram called on the name of the Lord there. Now Lot, who was traveling with Abram, also had flocks, herds, and tents, but the land was unable to support them as long as they stayed together, for they had so many possessions that they could not stay together, and there was quarreling between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. At that time, the Canaanites and the Perizzites were living in the land. So Abram said to Lot, Please, let's not have quarreling between you and me, or between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, since we are relatives. Isn't the whole land before you? Separate from me. If you go to the left, I will go to the right. If you go to the right, I will go to the left. Lot looked out and saw that the entire plain of the Jordan, as far as Zor, was well watered everywhere like the Lord's garden and the land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose the entire plain of the Jordan for himself. Then Lot journeyed eastward, and they separated from each other. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, but Lot lived in the cities on the plain and set up his tent near Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were evil, sinning immensely against the Lord. After Lot had separated from him, the Lord said to Abram, Look from the place where you are. Look north and south, east and west, for I will give you and your offspring forever all the land that you see. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust of the earth, then your offspring could be counted. Get up and walk around the land through its length and width, for I will give it to you. So Abram moved his tent and went to live near the oaks of Mamre at Hebron, where he built an altar to the Lord. In those days, King Amraphel of Shinar, King Arioch of Elisar, King Chedorlamor of Elam, and King Tidal of Goim, waged war against King Bera of Sodom, King Birsha of Gomorrah, King Sheneb of Adma, and King Shemeber of Zeboim, as well as the king of Bela, that is, Zor. All of these came as allies to the Siddim Valley, that is, the Dead Sea. They were subject to Chedarlamor for twelve years, but in the thirteenth year they rebelled. In the fourteenth year, Chedarlamor and the kings who were with him came and defeated the Rephaim and Ashtoroth, Kerniam, the Zuzim and Ham, the Emim and Sheva Karathaim, and the Horites and the mountains of Seir, as far as El Paran by the wilderness. Then they came back to invade En Mishpath, that is Kadesh, and they defeated the whole territory of the Amalekites, as well as the Amorites, who lived in Hezazon Tamar. Then the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zor, went out and lined up for battle in the Siddim Valley against King Kedar Leomor of Elam, King Tidal of Goim, King Amraphel of Shinar, and King Arioch of Elisar, four kings against five. Now the Siddim Valley contains many asphalt pits, and as the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some fell into them, but the rest fled to the mountains. The four kings took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their food and went on. 
They also took Abram's nephew Lot and his possessions, for he was living in Sodom, and they went on. One of the survivors came and told Abram the Hebrew, who lived near the oaks belonging to Mamre the Amorite, the brother of Eshcol and the brother of Aner. They were bound by a treaty with Abram. When Abram heard that his relative had been taken prisoner, he assembled his 318 trained men born in his household, and they went in pursuit as far as Dan. And he and his servants deployed against them by night, defeated them, and pursued them as far as Hoba to the north of Damascus. He brought back all the goods and also his relative Lot and his goods, as well as the women and the other people. After Abram returned from defeating Kedar Laamor and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the Shava Valley, that is, the king's valley. Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was a priest to God Most High. He blessed him and said, Abram is blessed by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has handed over your enemies to you. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything, Then the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people, but take the possessions for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand in an oath to the Lord, God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, that I will not take a thread or sandal strap or anything that belongs to you, so you can never say, I made Abram rich. I will take nothing except what the servants have eaten, but as for the share of the men who came with me, Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre, They can take their share. After these events, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward will be very great. But Abram said, Lord God, what can you give me since I am childless and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? Abram continued, Look, you have given me no offspring, so a slave born in my house will be my heir. Now the word of the Lord came to him. This one will not be your heir. Instead, one who comes from your own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look at the sky and count the stars if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, Your offspring will be that numerous. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am the Lord who brought you from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, Lord God, How can I know that I will possess it? He said to him, Bring me a three-year-old cow, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. So he brought all these things to him, cut them in half, and laid the pieces opposite each other. But he did not cut the birds in half. Birds of prey came down on the carcasses, but Abram drove them away. As the sun was setting, a deep sleep came over Abram, and suddenly great terror and darkness descended on him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know this for certain. Your offspring will be resident aliens for 400 years in a land that does not belong to them and will be enslaved and oppressed. However, I will judge the nation they serve, and afterward they will go out with many possessions. But you will go to your ancestors in peace and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, they will return here, for the iniquity of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. When the sun had set and it was dark, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch appeared 
and passed between the divided animals. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, I give this land to your offspring, from the brook of Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates River, the land of the Kenites, Kenazites, Cadmonites, Hethites, Perizzites, Rephium, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgashites, and Jebusites. We are back in the story with Abram and Sarai, but Abram seems to have taken front center here today in the story. And we read this opening passage, and it's really important, especially if you're new here, to hold on to this piece. The Lord said to Abram, Go from your land, your relatives, and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse anyone who treats you with contempt, and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. This is a really great and really important setup, quite literally to the rest of the Old Testament. I mean, if I'm just being really honest, I'd love it if God came to me and said, I'll I'll make your name great. I'll make you into a great nation. I'll bless those that bless you and I will curse anyone that comes against you. That would make things so much easier for any of us to go through life with this declaration over us and defense from God. But what we will see is the price that comes with this responsibility. We will see the covenant that God enters into with Abram. We will see his life unfold and see the lineage carried on through generation to generation to generation of the significance of this 400 years. And just to not give too much away, but set it up, 400 years is a really long time. And we can have an idea, have a dream, have a promise from God. And we sometimes just hear what we want to hear. And we forget the part that there will be trial and great difficulty. But if you stay true, to what I give you, you will see this come to be. And I love that in scripture, we can hardly fathom the day and age that this was with the story of Abram. We have evolved so much even in the last 100 years in our countries. So imagining 2,500 plus years, something like that, to try to imagine the differences in culture and the lack of conveniences that we have today, it's a far stretch to our imagination. But the thing that I love is that God calls Abram to go out and look at the stars. It's something that we can do wherever we are in the world. We can stop where we are, walk outside, look at the stars and try to count them. And I'm not equating like, let's do this. And then God's promises to us will be that of what he's promised to Abram. I just love the connection that the very stars that Abram went to see and begin to count are the same stars. Well, some of them maybe, (laughs) 
that we can go out wherever we are, stop and walk outside and look at the stars and hear if we're listening the still small voice of God. No matter the differences, the vast differences, how far we've evolved, the connection of the still small voice of God speaking to our hearts is something that we can tangibly hold on to. It's something that we can walk outside, take a look, stop and pause and wait and listen and see what he says. So Jesus, how we thank you for the stars that shine above us wherever we are. I pray that we would feel cradled by your love, knowing that even when the sun sleeps, the stars are present, whether we can see them or not, they are present in the same way that you called Abram to come out and to look at the stars and try to count them is a same connection we can have to you, to your heart, by your creation, in your creation, because of your creation. I pray that we would not get so consumed by life that we would fail to take a glance, take a pause, and look at the stars in the sky, knowing that you are the creator of all. Thank you for this time here together in your word. I pray every person would take a minute to look up and look into the heavens, the skies, and contemplate the stars, that they would know and feel the unfathomable love of a Father that knows them and loves them beyond comprehension. Thank you for that love. We pray this all in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen daily audio Bible that's home base. You can check it out. Take a look around if you haven't. That's also the app. It's free. You can download it if you haven't. If you'd like to partner with us here at Daily Audio Bible, thank you so much for your partnership. We could not do this without you. And we are so very grateful that we do not have to. If you're giving by mail, DABPO Box 1996 Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174. Or if you're using the app, you can hit the give icon up at the top right hand corner. Lastly, look for the give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in several different ways for you to do so, 800-583-2164. Or once again, if you're utilizing that mobile app, hit the red circle button up at the top right hand corner. You have two minutes on the prayer line. Hit submit, turn the wheel to chronological and it will get to the right place. That's it for me today. We'll turn the page together tomorrow and continue where we are leaving off today in the book of Genesis. Until then, love one another. Good morning, Dapsy family. This is Wendy. Um, this is my first year listening to you guys. I um, received the link from my sister in Christ, Nikisha. She sent it to me twice, but this is the first year I was able to figure out and I'm listening and the prayers at the end and the reading of the Bible it's so encouraging I've been a Christian since 2018 um, I um, am asking for prayer for my sister Nikisha for full restoration of her body 
and her mind so that she can do the things that God are calling her to do. For myself, 2023 was a hard year with a miscarriage and a broken relationship. Um, daughters loved her. It broke, we broke up and I'm asking that the Lord will um, save Tyvel, restore his relationship with God. Not for me, but because I know that he needs it and he's walking this earth by himself and it's not good for man to be alone. Um, as for me, it resulted in me um, like just struggling last year with uh, a suicide attempt, but thank the Lord I'm still here. Right now I'm struggling to figure out what the Lord wants me to do, if he wants me to leave this apartment and move to a different apartment. It's been hard to see and hear his direction and I've been afraid to step out um, without knowing for certain that this is what he wants me to do because of all the stuff that has happened last year. So I'm asking for prayer um, to not be fearful and to do um, what he's asking me to do and to hear what he's asking me to do. So thank you in advance. Love you. Good morning, um, DABC family. Uh, this is Tiffany from New York. It's been a while since I've called in, um, but I just really like prayer today because I had a long conversation with my husband last night and um, he really seems to be in a place where he's lost or abandoned his faith that he had when we got married. And for me, it's really hard because it feels like I've lost my partner um, in the most important way, but, um, but he just, is in a place where he feels like God is not listening, God is not answering prayers, he, he's absent, he doesn't know if he believes in God or not, or thinks that God just doesn't care. Um, and, and it's not because he hasn't been praying or reading scripture or going to church. He has been doing all those things and he has been trying to put his faith and hope in, in the Lord, but he's just really struggling to understand scripture or, or even believe the answers that he's been given by the church, by pastors, um, and just this growing cynicism and um, confusion. Uh, has left him in this place. And I just, I don't know what to say. I, I just asked for prayer. Thank you so much. Bye. This is Sopo from Arizona. I'd like to say a prayer for Sierra from Texas and wish her happy birthday as well. Um, Sierra, I'm praying for you. Um, dear, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today with hearts heavy for Sierra from Texas. We lift her up to you knowing that you are the source of all comfort and strength. We pray that you would surround her with your peace and love and that you would give her the courage to lay all her pain, shame and burden at your feet. May she feel 
you're present in every way, knowing that you are the one who can bring healing, restoration, help her to find strength to let go of anything that holds her back and to trust in your love and grace. We ask for your guidance and wisdom to lead her through this difficult time and for your peace to reign in her heart. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.